Hi ho, we way everybody. Happy Monday. How is it going? Uh, please let me know if my sound settings are weird because I've changed everything, but I think they're good. I think it's okay. So we'll keep going with it uh, and uh, get ready for story one. Get ready for story one. What's up, anime? Poll for story one coming up right now. What story do you want to see? Everything seems fine to me? Good. As intended. <laughs> I always check, but it's never enough until you go live and find out that your settings are actually all fucked up. Uh, poll for story one going up right now. We got uh, Jimmy, a mischievous 15-year-old. We got Mick Jagger, frontman of the Rolling Stones. And we got Eric Lynch, an inventor, who's trying to pitch this stuff on the Shark Tank. Uh, me and Ellen yesterday went to the fireworks. Uh, only shows A. Ooh. Only shows A. Uh-oh. What's up, Federico? Oh. Jimmy wins by default. Is it only showing? Hold on, hold on. Redo, redo. New poll. Sorry. What story? Let's retry it. A, B, and C. Did I accidentally type A three times? What's up, Hubble? What's up, Degrassi? Hello, hello. Redo. Okay. There we go. There we go. It seems that people can vote for multiple now. Phew. Jimmy was trying to cheat. <laughs> I might have just accidentally typed A, A, A. Uh, Jimmy and Eric in a dead heat. Two and two. Anybody's story. Oh, C's pulling ahead by a little bit. Yeah. Really doesn't want... It was just one A. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Twitch is messing up. Have you seen Dolly 2 yet? Uh, yeah, Hobble. We've been, we did a Dolly mini stream uh, not too long ago. Uh, I can't, I'm on the waiting list. So as soon as I get access to that, I'm doing a, a long Dolly 2 stream. Uh, I can't wait for that. Uh, a has won by one vote. Oh, wait. No, A and C have tied. But A is the tiebreaker. Uh, and A is by Degrassi. Thank you, Degrassi. Here we go. You are Jimmy, a mischievous 15-year-old. Your parents are gone for the whole night, which means you and your brothers, Jammy and Jammy, get to play with your father's nail gun. Oh, boy. Without supervision, the three of you are taking turns holding it while the other two pull the trigger. You've had enough practice to not make any major mistakes, so you don't need your brother's help. I don't need my brother's help. Okay, that's exactly what you say before you shoot yourself in the foot with a nail gun. I don't need your help. Give me the gun. Ah, 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 ah. This is I can't have good nail guns. You got to mess up everything. I think we should train kids to just have nail guns in elementary school and just be like, nail gun fight. Uh, all right. A garbage can full of uh, Corey from AIPD's clothes. You are, you shoot a garbage can that's full of a, uh, Corey from AIPD's clothes. You shoot the nail gun at a garbage can. At a garbage can. Okay. 
Guns, guns, guns. No. You more. fire a nail at the can, but the can is filled with clothing, and the shot bounces right off, doing no, no damage to the can. Uh oh. You then try another shot at the can, firing one more nail in the direction of the can. It did cause a ricochet, and we did not heed the warning of the ricochet. Uh, which I'm going to make, this kid's going to pay for it. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. That nail's going into your thigh, Jimmy. The nail ricochets. Off the can again. This time hitting you right in the blank. Not in the head. Oh, no! That's... I suck it. You <gasps> stumble backwards and fall over. Ah, Jamie ah, rushes ah. over to see if you're okay. Ah. He asks, what happened? I think I I'm going to be, be blind. blind. We have to put a bandage on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, just right. The bandage is like over the nail, so it's like sticking out still. I guess you don't want to pull it out because you're going to pull out your eyeball. <laughs> God dang. I uh, I don't know what this is. I don't really... Daredevil's new origin story. I have, like, an eye phobia. I don't know what it is. Like, not like the Ace Ventura where he's doing the... thing, But, uh... Like, when I went to an eye doctor, I was sweating bullets, like, just to get, like, an eye exam because I had something in my eye. And, like, he was just using, like, a tool to, like, clamp my eyelids shut or whatever so that's why like in the scene in the clockwork orange when he gets his eyes like clamped open that's like uh i just i can i have a hard time watching that scene and i'm not very squeamish about many things but that bleh, uh, i don't know can't do it uh you try to cover up I have a grievous injury phobia. Yeah, so this is not the story for you, Federico. You try to couple up your injury as you hear your father coming home early from work. Jimmy, Jimmy, and Jehami all look up at the sound of their father's voice. Hami. Their father, Keith, looks at his three sons and says, Did I hear a gunshot? We can't get anything. This is the loudest nail gun on the face of the earth. He heard it from down the block. ka Well, it might have been that or our screaming. Oh my god, I can't believe I shot him in the eye. Kid's gonna die tonight. <laughs> Not on my watch. Uh... Everyone looks extremely guilty, but remains silent. Your dad sees the bandage on your eye and immediately begins to freak out. What happened? What? He screams, throwing open the curtains to let some light into the room. Jammy, Jahami, and Jimmy are silent. Ah, I can't see. Their father asks them again. Jammy then speaks. We were just playing around with the nail gun in. Jammy, you shit! We were gonna get away with it. Uh, I got next to this. What is Jammy gonna say? Um, he pauses, searching for a good excuse. We fired a nail at a trash can, which bounced back and hit Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you have a bandage on your eye. So that's why I have a bandage on my eye. Really rubbing it in, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You are caught red-handed, but you continue to deny that you are injured. You, your father, is not buying it. And pulls the band-aid off to reveal your grievous injury. 
Oh, and now we got Billy Bob the EMT coming. You begin to panic and say, but I'm okay. Are I'm you okay. okay? Can you see? You can't answer him and yeah, instead focus on the bandage side. covering your eye. Corey, I'll have to take you to the doctor to get it checked. Oh, Corey's our dad. So Corey's closer. We shot our dad's clothes. Your general grievous injury. Yeah, that's uh, General Grievous's uh, last last name. He's got two last names. Uh, your dad calls for an ambulance. The narrator sounds like John Delanis. Delancey? I don't know who that is, anime. Does he do voice work for, like, a cartoon or something? Uh, your dad calls for an ambulance, and Billy Bob the EMT shows up. He was Q in Star Trek. Ah, okay. I know exactly who that is, yeah. Captain Picard. Billy gives you a sedative and brings you to the hospital, where they give you surgery, and you wake up the next day. You're okay. in recovery, and the doctor tells you that you may be blinded. Damn, you messed up my other eye? Dammy and Jami feel guilty. Feel extremely guilty. And have sat by your bed. Side. All night long. So you're hitting the left eye, right? No! Ooh, they console that's you every step this. of the way. We're so sorry, Dad, says Jummy. It's okay. The important thing is that you're alive, right? I guess. The guilt that they feel is clear in their eyes, and you can tell they would give anything to make... Oh, to make it right again? Well, I think I've got some wishes. This whole thing go away. Oh, you thank yeah. them for being there and reassure them that you are still very much in love with them, even if you will never see the light again. You finally fall into a deep sleep. No! <laughs> Not only are we blinded, but we're dying and going to hell. You go into a deep sleep and you never see the light again. This is what you get for stealing, lying, double lying, even when you're clear. Uh, oh, no. Your final thoughts before drifting off to sleep. I feel like shooting Jammy and Johnny with a nail gun. That's dark, anime. That's dark. When you wake up, you find out that your vision has completely recovered, but your brother's eyes are gone forever. Yeah! Your parents and everyone else in town is outraged at the boys' actions, and they were sent to prison where they are put on the same island as their parents. Oh, this is some, like, Twilight Zone shit. This is like the kid who, like, uh, has, like, super telekinesis, and everyone is afraid of him. Jimmy just had something awaken in him. I stole my brother's visions. I didn't need to steal both of them. I could have chose which brother I wanted to blind. And I chose to blind both of them. Because I am Jimmy. I have the eyes in this family. Not only are they blinded, but they're... They're, they're on Alcatraz or something? They're on a prison island? Or Guantanamo? Wholesome. like they're like stapled above my actual dead eyes so i have like four eyes that are just like <laughs> hanging off maybe they're down here actually they're just like the doctor put them in <laughs> very oddly uh i wasn't sure if it would work so i did it twice you look in a mirror into a mirror and notice Jammy and Jammy's extra eyes implanted in your head. Thank you, Degrassi. They look cute, you think. Cute! Hey, you! You hear the voice of Jammy. You quickly turn around and say, Who are you talking to? Jammy responds with a big grin and a loud voice. I'm talking to my brother. 
you realize that Jammy is not actually there as his physical form is in prison. This must be a side effect of having his eyes. He's using the voices of others to talk to you through the mirror, including yours. Whoa, cool. That was an accident, says Jimmy. But we never told you. You begin to cry. You begin to cry. <laughs> you cry extra hard because of all your extra eyes. Jimmy notices this and asks, are you okay? You try to stop crying. I'm Jimmy. No, we were redoing that. Now I can't unhear his cue. You're right. Now I'm... You are embarrassed for all those who have seen you cry like that. It's okay. It's really not a big deal, says Jammy. You continue to cry. What's the matter with you? It might actually be trained off a of cue. I'll have to ask the novel AI folks. I'm very curious now. I didn't mean it. Jehami says, come on, stop crying. Let's play some basketball. Shimmy adds, let's go to the arcade together and spend some money on some video games. That is 100% cute, yeah. <laughs> okay. You play basketball with the uh, phantom visions of your brothers i like to think he's just some four-eyed guy is just playing Jamie alone on the basketball the ball, court but every time he tries to shoot it bounces right off the hoop then jay hummy tries to take a shot but his ball just bounces off the floor uh -huh. you try shooting the basketball yourself but the same thing happens why did i say basketball we all suck at basketball <laughs> let's play video games Let's play nail gun again. The ball always hits the rim, bounces off, and lands on the ground. Jesus. You are losing the game badly until you decide to use some strategy. Okay, Jehami and Jimmy, you say. You feel... Uh, you feel some... Something... Tingle in your hands. And you realize... <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's go to that, actually. A little girl asking you, uh, you are approached by a little girl asking if she can play. You agree as you think you could easily beat her. But she surprises you. And takes the ball away from you. Then she proceeds to dribble the ball and shoot at the goal, making every single shot. She scores 100 points before you have even scored one. The crowd <laughs> cheers wildly for the young girl. The crowd has gathered. I would love if that was a thing. Like, you know how there's, like, 12-year-old chess champions? I would love if there was just, like, uh, a 12-year-old uh, a girl that could, like, dominate, like, professional NBA players. Like, she's just, like, dribbling past LeBron <laughs> and, like, sinking full-court shots. Ah, if only. Man, that would be so amazing. That would... 100% change the game. Like, whoa, there could be young kid savants. Like, it would so fuck up the rules. Like, you couldn't legally play until you're 18, but they would find, they would work around it if they could find, like, young teenagers that would rock the game. She could beat Shaq at free throws. Not a challenge, apparently. I think I heard, I, someone, 
clipped like him on the show being asked this. Uh, I think he only made like three free throws in his entire career or something. That might have been a lie. I don't know. But he didn't make many free throws. So this girl is dominating us. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, you realize uh, this little this girl tells you her name is blank. Hey, what's up, Prince? Jessica, and she's six years old. She's Jessica then asks you what you want to do now that you've lost. You tell her that you are bored with basketball and would rather play hide and seek. No, no. Any, and that she's won every championship in the state. She asks you why you would call your brothers Jammy and Jay Hummy when they clearly look nothing like either of them. Yeah, you're you're talking to air. You realize Annie has handled the same. You realize Annie has had some had surgery. Wait, I'm, what I'm going to try to say here. She says she has no basketball experience and y'all just bad. Yeah. You realize Annie has had surgery to improve her basketball game and the doctor who performed it was the same one that gave you your eyes your vision back Eddie are you okay are you okay Eddie you tell her that they are Jammy and Jayhami that's what we get for getting our ice fix, says Jami. Can you imagine how much worse this game would be if we didn't? Yeah, I don't know. Annie is surprised that you remember her after so long. I never thought I would see her. Will he succumb to the she maddening urge to eradicate history at the mere push of a single button? Oh, here we go. All right. You push the big red button. On the, you push the big red button that appears in the center of the basketball court. Moral of the story: Don't get eye surgery. Maybe. A large door opens up, and it seems to be taking you somewhere. You continue to follow the mysterious path down the hallway until you arrive at a strange room. The room is full of boxes, and there is a chair in the center. Ah, okay. I think we're going to have to leave it at a cliffhanger. All right, moving on to story two. I think Jimmy might come back. Four-eyed Jimmy. Or six-eyed? Two of them are dead? Uh, who knows? Uh, moving on to story two. You might find yourself reading story two and ask yourself, how did I get here? Uh, the bottom one's cut off because there's two long prompts, but I think uh, these longer prompts are pretty good. So uh, the last one, the last prompt is a Shark Tank story. So if you want to see Shark Tank story. Uh, but here we go. Poll for story two coming up right now. Oh, B off to a start. B off to the lead with two. C not far behind. But C is pulling out. Well, C is dominating. The one story you can't really read. People want to see Shark Tank. Sorry, Kodal Khan. Not today. People have, the people have spoken. I might actually have to tweak the prompts so you can read them. Because <laughs> C looks like it's getting replaced. C looks like it could take it, but anyone could snipe it. Who knows? A could even come from behind. If like 20 people join right now and vote for A. It's never happened yet, but that doesn't mean it can't. 10 seconds left. 9, 8, 7, 6. Oh, well, okay. I guess it was just faster. C is one. C, the clear winner. 
with 71% of the vote. Uh, this prompt is by uh, Hubble. Thank you, Hubble. You are Eric Lynch, an inventor. You joined the TV show Shark Tank to find investors for your revolutionary new product, Blank. A high-tech air freshener that dispenses perfume directly into the air of any room. The first thing you notice is a large black man dressed in a suit standing next to a table filled with various items. Okay. Don't, uh... Don't know why we need to, you know, give that much detail about the guy. <laughs> and also, I hate, that's why, one of the reasons I hate going through, this is a meme boat, shouldn't even count. <laughs> okay. Uh, I hate when they spray perfume at the mall or whatever. Like, they just missed you with it or whatever and have you walk through it. They don't do that so much anymore, I guess. Maybe they do. But uh, it sucks, and they should stop it if they do. Uh, but this is like the next level. Let's not miss them. Let's miss the entire mall and have very specific about the room, but the table has various items on it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you look at the various items. A box of chocolates and a bottle of wine on one side of the table. Pile of money on another. An expensive watch on another. And finally, a small black device sitting alone in the center of the table. Why do you have to say that? Why did you have to say it so weirdly? Alright, so this is romantic as hell. The sharks are all on the edge of their seats wondering what the small what the device what the small device is you uh you schmooze schmooze them with all the other bribes. But Mark Cuban says, cut the crap. Tell us what the device does. You explain how it works. The device is equipped with sensors that detect when there is a human presence nearby and then emits a stream of fragrant oil from its nozzle. This causes the scent molecules to float through the air where they will be inhaled by anyone who passes within range of the device. Okay, so it's basically uh, a proximity mine. <laughs> like, uh, But instead of blowing up with an in, uh, incendiary device, it's a fragrance. So, Great, we've made... Mall Warfare, Call of Duty, <laughs> Call of Duty 17, Mall Warfare. I would play that game, actually. Now now that I'm saying it, I want to see that game made with just perfume grenades. I think this already exists. Yeah, that, don't they have those in toilets? They have those in, like, restrooms that'll, like, mist, like, if it <laughs> senses anyone's there, and it'll mist, like, every 15 minutes to get rid of the shit smell. But we've made it for perfume. It's never existed for perfume. L ladies, expensive perfume. So you're you're wasting expensive perfume in this air device? I'm not wasting it. I'm spraying it right in somebody's face. I think we're going to sell way more. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He's always the first one out. You hear Mark Cuban... Bluntly say, I'm out. <laughs> Understandable, Your Mark. Your turn now. What do you do? You decide not to use this particular invention as it doesn't really fit with the rest of your collection. 
You also think that it may be a little too expensive to manufacture. Don't say that in the show. Hold on. No, no. Where are we doing? But he has one last question. Is it safe? Your response is simple enough. Yes. yes. Mark Cuban says, well, I'll give you $500,000 if you can prove me wrong and hands over the check. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait. Is he saying we have to prove it's safe? Or is he saying if you prove it's not safe, I'll give you a half million dollars? Kiss me. <laughs> the device goes nuts on the panel like ED209. Hell yeah, Accountant Gray. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you turn on the device, which goes haywire and attacks all of the sharks, like ED-209 from RoboCop. I, I think it'll get that. You get a lighter out of your pocket? Yeah, essentially we've made a flamethrower. It's not now. long before they're all dead and you're left alone holding a bloody knife in your hand. You didn't have time to activate the device properly, so it doesn't work as well as advertised. Oh, no! So we turned on the device and then we went sicko mode? No, no. I, uh, I like that they all died, but I don't like that it implied that we just slit their throats or something. We killed them alive on television. But none of this matters because the sharks are now dead. Okay, I like that. What could have possibly happened? This was a dream. Warning! 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 Danger, Will Robinson! <laughs> it's time for bed. <laughs> Why did he say it like that? I love how TTS uh, V2 and Novel AI read some stuff. The, the inflection's very weird. I love the cadence. It's like, it's kind of context-based. So, like, exclamation, I don't know. But it's, that's fun. Shirt. Warning, Will Robinson! I love that failure means massive death. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Mark Cuban thought of that. I thought he'd think it would just, like, leak out the bottom or something. I didn't think he anticipated it would kill everyone. Maybe that's the ED-209 influence, so. It's time for bed. Uh, the next day, you attempt to cash your half-million-dollar check at the bank but you are swarmed by reporters they ask you about the strange incident on the television show yesterday you explain that you were attacked by some sort of robot that came from nowhere and killed everyone yeah you also mentioned that the robot appeared to come from space <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. The robot told me to bring in that shark tank. Uh, it's not like something I invented intentionally and accidentally killed all the sharks with. I think the TTS is coded in a way that allows it to roll nat ones. Yeah. <laughs> danger! Danger, Will Robinson! Oh, here we go. Uh,. Uh, this gets the attention of Corey from AIPD Industries with his newest invention, the Butter Golem 9000. He offers you dollar one zero 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 as well as 1 the million. rights to market the Butter Golem 9000 if you help him develop a prototype of the machine. Okay. Kari explains that the Butter Golem 9000 uses an advanced form of molecular manipulation technology to create a massive sphere of butter that floats around the... What? ...area until it is needed. It only moves when commanded to do so or when someone comes too close to it. As soon as the press leaves, Kari shows you a prototype of the machine. Here it is, he says. That's amazing! It, it's a giant sphere of butter that butters bread, pre presumably. Or your face. I don't think it uh, can figure out. <laughs> this is prototype B1, right? So it just is like a natural... It's like a cerebral bore, but for butter. It just goes... Another one. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Thank you, Federico. 
Here it is. We call it the Butter Golem 9000. Yes. How does it work? Oh, we're still working on the part, Corey replies. Right now, <laughs> we've got a program to move whenever there's a person in front of it. Uh, how does it work? We're still working on why we made it and what, how we can market it. But right now, it just globs onto your face like a, a face-sucking alien from Aliens. Uh, you lean in for a kiss with the Butter Golem. I feel like I have to say the full note. Butter Golem 9000. It's going to latch on. Oh! It kisses back. Butter everywhere. It's not long before you realize something terrible has happened. The Butter Golem 9000 is covered in butter. You try to clean up the mess, but quickly lose control of the device, sending the entire room into chaos. What? <laughs> the Butter Golem's covered in butter. Oh, no, it, that's its one weakness. Who knew? Who anticipated the butter golem would get a little bit of butter on it? It's like the Wicked Witch of the West. Who knew a little bit of water would get on me? How does this help sell the product again? Great question. I still think the redeem should be three continues, not one. You know what? I might update it just for you, sure. Combine the butter golem and your space robot. Ah, yeah. You get a wild idea. Suddenly, uh, you get a wild idea. Combine the Butter Golem 9000 with your proximity perfume device. Uh, you watch, you turn on your perfume device and watch as the two inventions merge into one. It's very, ro this is essentially robot sex. When the device detects a person approaching, it shoots out a stream of liquid perfume that creates a cloud of scent molecules. As these molecules float through the air, they become trapped inside the golems. What? The golems what? Spherical bodies, filling them up with fragrance. When the golems are full, they start moving around until they bump into anything solid which happens to be most people. If they happen to bump into each other, they fight with their fists and feet. Wait a second. So, essentially we've made floating butter perfume grenades that heat seek onto people? I I'm very... I I'm going to get rid of that last part because I don't think the butter golems fight with each other. No, no, I'll say... You watch in horror... As the this new uh, creation spreads across the mall, causing havoc to everyone it comes across. It's a solid build. Who can take it down? This is like mid-max. In no this is time, like... every single person in the mall is covered in a layer of butter and surrounded by dozens of giant floating golems. You scream at the top of your lungs. Help! 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 <laughs> this has way gotten out of hand. This is like a flubber accident. But this is a thing that should probably get this person in federal prison. Quick... We need to turn the butter into cheese. Oh, no, the butter's going to go bad. Like a week passes by, and uh, no paramedics can get into this impenetrable fortress of butter that the mall has become, and there's just it's just starting to stink. It's like, oh, it's this gross, nasty palace, this nightmare world. But they want to keep it contained, so there's just, like, a quarantine zone around the mall to prevent these... Uh, Flying butter perfume nightmares from getting out. 
this is like that one Black Mirror episode with the dogs, the robot dogs. Uh, it's like that one little dog was very scary, and then three more come out. Now they're it's just fucking up everyone's day. Uh, you realize you uh, are the only person who can stop these super butter perfume golems from destroying them all. You must create a new invention and the opposite of butter <laughs> the opposite of good smelling butter <laughs> bad smelling soap you quickly grab a bar of soap and begin smearing it onto the golems but you cannot stop them every single person in the mall is completely coated in soap except you Okay. The opposite of good smelling butter, bad smelling soap. You know what? I can't disagree. I you know what? Butter is all oily, soap you know absorbs the oil. Oh, here we go. What do you got, here? Oh my god, what is this? What is this man covered in butter? What is happening? T-shirt. Yeah. Oh my god. I cannot stop them. Every single person is covered in soap except for you. Uh you quickly cover yourself in soap and the butter golems are quickly uh are in a feedback loop and as they cannot find targets and explode protective stasis foam from rainbow with a sigh of relief you watch the rest of them all burn the (gasps) fire department arrives shortly after and extinguishes the blaze Later, you walk outside the mall to survey the damage. Okay, I think that's a good place to add. The moral of the story. Wow, what a nightmare. Don't ever let a crazy inventor near you. Yeah. You wake up from your nightmare in the middle of the night. You feel cold sweat trickling down your forehead and see you are soaked in your own urine. (laughs) I've got a new invention idea. That's sequel bait for the future here. Uh, Oh, wait. Let's see here. We got some art. Oh, my God. Federico. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can copy this here. Muppet Shark Tank. I love that. That's great. There's a shark. I see Muppets. They're on the set of Shark Tank. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want to see a better image, join the Discord and check out the art uh, channel. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thank you, Federico, for doing that. Uh, Alright, moving on to story three. It's the last story of the night, story three. Uh-oh, the last prompt is all cut off. Let me hold on. I'm going to delete, like, the last sentence of story three, but... If that Okay, that gets rid of it. It's still in there, I'll still copy it, but... Just so you can see all the stories. Poll for story three, come just do B. <laughs> Uh, it might win. You never know, sure. What story do you want to see? A, B, or C? Poll going up right now. Right now. Oh, A off to an early lead. B and C not far behind. Uh, A only leads by one, though. Total con. Oh, B evens it out. A and B are tied. 
30 seconds left. A and B. Dead heat. Someone's holding on. Someone really wants to snipe one one with the other. Oh, C evens it out. Oh, my God. Anything's possible now. Two, two, and two. Someone's holding out. Someone's saving their votes. They really want to snipe it at the end. Oh, this is exciting. Unless it's going to be a three-way tie. <laughs> no. A little bit anticlimactic. But, uh, oldest prompt wins. Oldest prompt is A. Uh, and oldest prompt is by Degrassi. Thank you, Degrassi. Uh, you are Kodal Khan, ruler of the brutal realm known as Outworld. Your muscular physique and Aztec-esque outfit show the combat prowess, combat spell decay, needed to rule. However, all of that was taken away from you when you lost a fight and had your back broken by the former king, Shao Kahn. You were confined to a wheelchair, but somehow managed to keep your throne. Today is your first day back from physical therapy, and as you wheel yourself to the throne room, a Takad warrior suddenly dot dot dot. Jason, there's no hanging chads. Hanging chads. Hang appears in, chads. in front of him with his hands raised to the sky in surrender. I am not here for battle, he says. Only peace. You look at him curiously. He seems harmless enough, so you ask what brings him to Outworld. Oh, that's nice. In this Mortal Kombat realm, we're making friends. You know, if you're in a wheelchair, they don't. it's mortal friendship. Uh, I, I, I just got to next it. Yeah, what is, I, I'm curious what brings him here. The warrior replies, my name is Lord Takunu. I have come to offer my services to help you restore Outworld to its former glory. Why would you do such a thing? Why would you do such a thing? Why would you do that? Uh, Lord Takunu shows you a message from Jason of the AIPD Kingdom. Interesting. Thank you, anime. Uh, and what's that message say? Friendship? Dear King Kodal Khan, we regret to inform you King that the recent oh, assassination like that. attempt on your life has been successful. We now hold the keys to both Upworld and Mortal Kombat. Please accept our sincere apologies. Okay, if I actually died from a broken back, how would I read the letter? <laughs> Why would you send this note? As It's like a... A contingency plan, I guess, if it didn't go through well. Uh, you have been successfully assassinated. We consider people in wheelchairs in the Mortal Kombat Kingdom to be pretty much dead. So, here is our pity gifts. Sorry we killed you, yeah. Didn't mean to kill you. Here's something, here's our keys to the kingdom. Codal recall, <laughs> yeah! Uh, please never abbreviate my name. King Kotal Khan. Ooh. Not that one. Not that affiliation. You realize that uh, being in a wheelchair uh, other warriors Consider you to be about the threat level of a chair. You will make the AIPD kingdom pay for their, uh, pay for their insolence insolence and you begin working out your arms and doing wheelchair stunts
Stories of my death have been greatly you exaggerated. You leap off the dais and land perfectly on the floor before sprinting up towards the throne room doors. That's scary. As you reach the door, you hear a familiar voice coming from inside. It's the arrogant Quan Chai. Quan Chai. <laughs> if you saw someone, like, quickly, acrobatically flying around the room in a wheelchair, that would be frightening. Because a wheel t- the wheels can move faster than your legs. And then you got perpetual motion, and you could stop on a dime and be drifting all over the place. That would be, actually be a terrifying boss. That'd be like a twisted metal boss, man. Uh, Mortal Kombat warrior in a wheelchair. Fanchi <laughs> uh, is terrified to see you, you with such speed and strength in a wheelchair it's just his neutral air jason yeah perfect as he turns to flee you grab his shoulder with both hands <gasps> where do you think you're going quan chai turns around slowly this way he shouts trying to run through the throne room doors <laughs> oh my god Kotal Khan is fucking scary. Everyone's going to regret putting him in a wheelchair. He's even stronger in a wheelchair, it seems like. He could do all that Kiss from a wheelchair? <laughs> um, you force uh, Quan Chi close to your face and lean in for a kiss. Get over here! You don't give him time to respond. You feel his lips meet yours before you pull away. The two of you stare at each other as you feel the heat from his breath against your cheek. Uh-oh. Sexuality? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Khan was so focused on revenge that he didn't think, uh... Is it getting hot here in this throne room, anybody? <laughs> uh, please, someone Photoshop... Uh, <laughs> A Mortal Kombat guy. Scorpion has two dads now. <laughs> uh, I would love to see a Mortal Kombat character in a wheelchair with super buff arms. Um, you stare into <laughs> Watchy's eyes. And say, and uh, he says, well, I wanted to do that since I saw you on television. You smile and say, what? well, it's about damn time. Okay. After a few more minutes of kissing, you finally let go of Quan Chai. Whoa, make out sesh with Quan Chai. Quan Chai. Quan Chai. Tells you he knows where the leaders of the AIPD kingdom are staying. And you plot, uh, you plot to strike them tonight. The two of you head up to the throne room to give your orders. It is night, and you find yourself in the throne room surrounded by armed guards. Quan Chai is there too, standing next to you with a bow in hand. AIPD has multiple leaders? Yeah, I would think so. I would consider Tony and Corey leaders. And even Jim a little bit, yeah. You... You nod to Quan Chi and bust into the throne room with your wheelchair. Uh... It's fucking battle time. Final battle time. The aped warriors sit around a table eating dinner. Good evening, you say to them. They look up in surprise, then quickly turn their attention back to their food. They do not speak. 
fourth meal. You're like Professor X in this story. I guess, yeah. The world needs more badass wheelchair bounds. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Thank you, Federico. Before you can strike any of the... Before you can strike a plague of seagulls uh, burst in and clouds and clouds your vision. Thank you, Federico. Uh-oh, couldn't connect to the AI. Uh-oh, come on. Hold on. Oh, we're so close to the end of the story. I really want to see this, too. Hold on. Refresh. Oh, come on. I really want to see this. Okay, here we go. You tried to shake it off, but the birds continued to attack. Yes. Your guards draw weapons and prepare to defend you. Suddenly, one of the eight warriors stands up and steps out of the throne room. It is the king of AIPD, Jason. You roll. You can, can barely keep your eyes on him, but you roll out to the courtyard and face him one on one. Jason pulls out his signature weapon. Blank. The katana. You pull out Boring. your own weapon. A sword. Jason attacks first with his katana, slicing deeply into your body. You retaliate with a powerful swing, cutting deep into his arm. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to let it generate. I've got an idea. Uh... You can barely keep your eyes on him, but you roll out to the courtyard, face him one-on-one. -on -one. Jason pulls out a signature weapon, a bag filled with dead birds. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Much better than a boring katana. Jason says, I thought I'd bestow upon you this gift of sequels. Friendship? You reply, and I thought I might bestow upon you the gift of death. Oh, that's amazing. You pull out your own bag of seagulls and toss them at Jason. <laughs> uh, seagulls are the new, like, nuclear war here. Uh, everyone's just got a bag of dead seagulls in this world? Uh, this is our currency. It's like bottle caps in New Vegas. In Mortal Kombat world, dead seagulls are currency. Uh... The battle rages on for hours as you swing your uh, bags of dead seagulls uh, back and forth. Throwing seagulls is a back down square combo. Yeah, <laughs> back back B, back down A, quarter circle A, back. Uh, the battle rages on for hours as you swing your bags of dead seagulls back and forth. There is only one way this can end. With one of you dead. Cool. The two of you fall to the ground, exhausted from the battle. You are not sure who started the fight, we but the fact the remains 100%. that one of you is down, and it isn't you. Oh. You are slumped in your wheelchair. And you roll over Jason's head. 
Fatality. Do a fatality. Oh, there we go. Backwards my unconscious. Quan Chai rushes to your side and calls for the guard captain. What shall we do with the traitor? Asks Quan Chai. Uh, I kind of want people to see my fatality. Okay, here we go. Your victory is short-lived, however. Quan Chai comes up behind you and puts an arrow right through the base of your skull. Yep, traitor! You lie on the ground, stunned and unable to move. You feel Quan Chai's hand lift you out of the wheelchair and carry you away. Quan Chai, I thought you loved me, you piece of dog shit! You traitor! You fade back into consciousness on the shoulders of Quan Chi and use your powerful arms to crush his head like a melon. Quan Chi drops you and uh, mutters his final words. That's the last I'll ever see of her. You remain unconscious for a while. When you wake No, uh, the last I'll ever see to her. No, no, no. Oh, there we go. Much better. Damn, that hurt. You say, that's how you're supposed to treat me, you bastard. Wow. You stand up and walk towards the throne room. Whoa, we can walk again. Your guards are still scattered around the throne room, but they are all unconscious or dead. Oh, wow. You yell out a battle cry. Kotal Khan. You charge forward through the throne room doors. A dark shadow looms over you, blocking your path through the throne room doors. You see it is Quan Chai, and he looks smug. Ah, uh, I'm going to change it a little bit. You yell out a battle cry, Kotal Combat! <laughs> uh, and what the hell? Quan Chi grins and says... It's my pleasure to have met you, Miss Khan. But I must say, you're not as tough as you look. He raises his bow and shoots Kiss you me. dead from across the room. You wake up in the middle of a forest. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to get rid of that shoot you dead at the po- uh, uh You lean in for a kiss. True fatality here. Quan Chai doesn't resist. He makes no attempt to stop you as you press against him. Oh. The two of you kiss passionately. You feel Quan Chai's lips pressing against yours. <laughs> and then uh, Goose is like, ah, I guess this is romance. This is a, a rom-com in the uh, Mortal Kombat realm. The moral of the story. Oh, <laughs> Even if you're in a wheelchair, people will always want to be with you. The two of you oh. share a laugh as Quan Chai puts his arm around your waist. Ooh. You turn to face Quan Chai and tell him, it seems we have a lot of catching up to do. All right. The beginning of a long romance, potentially, with Quan Chai. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, join the Discord, submit your props, tell your friends, give us a follow, and see you Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more AIPD. Also... I think it's not finally yet, but I'm pretty sure 4th of July, I'm going to do another marathon. I'm probably going to stream to uh, YouTube and Reddit. I'll post in the Discord. Uh, I think I'm going to do a 12-hour marathon of stories, of Dolly Mini stuff. If I get access to Dolly 2, I'll be doing that. Uh, maybe I'll mix in a little uh, AI-generated music. It's just going to be a fun, chill stream. Hang out. Submit your prompts. With marathon streams, I don't like to do uh, 
uh, prompts that are made for episodes. Actually, never mind. I'm not counting that. Submit your prompts. Let me know if you want to do them uh, in during the marathon. And see you then. Yeah. Well, see you, see you Wednesday. Monday, the 4th of July. Yeah. Right on the 4th of July. So, tentative date. It's probably going to be it now that I've said it, though. So, uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. It's been a while since I did a marathon. Uh, bye, Holy Way, everyone. See you Wednesday for more IPD. Put it in your calendars. I'll have it in the Discord when I make the event. So, uh, bye.